welcome back. We have welcome returned. Welcome back, yes. We are sorry to have left you. Mm-hmm. We're equally as excited to return back in your ears for your listening pleasure. For your listening pleasure, indeed. Uh, it's a selfless act. Yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll be on a roll now to the end of the year and uh, usher in 2019, dude. Usher. Usher it in. Usher. When was the last time you heard an Usher song? Did it, what happened to Usher? I have no idea. He had some sort of scandal, didn't he? Did he? There was a scandal. Must be. I don't know. There was an Usher scandal. I didn't. I don't think so. Really? I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, happy we'll November. Happy November, indeed. Halloween is behind us. It's Moving No Shave through. November. No Shave November. Yeah. Which I'm I've told gotten an early start. So I was telling you about my friend. She yes. was. She was telling me that it's really about. Uh, awareness for men's diseases. Mm-hmm. That's um, what I. That's what I heard when I first heard of it. I had no idea. Yeah, I had absolutely no idea that you No Shave November just, was tied to a better cause. It was just like, hey, bro, do you want to not shave for November because it's an alliteration? I yeah, bro, thought, sounds great. I thought it was a bunch of assholes looking for social acceptance to well, not shave. That's what I thought it was. Quite with frankly, virtue signaling, it very well might be. But okay, I support the cause. Well, her point was, and I agree with, that men's health issues don't get the same play that women's health health issues do. No, I don't think they do. Why do you think that is? Uh, I think it's... That's a good question. I think it has to do with the reversal of sexualization in that women are obviously objectified more in society. So therefore, if there is something affecting this gender that's been objectified then it stands to reason that more people will become supportive of removing that blemish on what is the perfect female body so we're such animals i think that's a good thing (laughs) because the marketing behind breast cancer awareness things like that they've managed to tap into that with uh pink ribbons and save the tatas campaign and things like that which i think is, is, is a pretty smart thing and to to change it and better their cause, they've they've used marketing, I think, in a really really smart way. So, well, first of all, little diatribe, a little little anecdote. First, mm. do you have you noticed the NFL hasn't been as pink in October? Yes, I have you, noticed. Why, that. dude? It used to be pink it used everywhere. Used to be pink everything: pink socks, yeah. pink cleats, pink towels, pink laces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pl- pink, it was pink, like pink alusa. It was tape. Yeah, it was unreal. Yeah, even Andrew Siciliano looked pink for like a month. It was weird. Yeah, now it's like nothing. Kind of trailed off. Speaking of marketing, I mean, I guess yeah. that campaign's over. But anyway, going back anyway, to your original yeah, that's point. A, that's a great observation. And, and that's was very, interesting. That's very observant, yeah. What, so your point is that we're, we, men are such objective animals that we can't stand the fact that women aren't around enough for our pleasure, so we, obje- so we want to fix them. Well, I mean, not, not to much. that extreme. <laughs> not to that extreme, but a variation of that in that. Wow. Not men, I don't but think, I think you're in wrong. society as a whole, right? Because, you know, it's it's how much how long does it take for a woman to get ready in the day compares to a guy to get ready in the day? Or, what you does know, that have all to do these crazy. No, but what I'm saying is that the perception of beauty in society is disproportionately put on women. Yes, indeed. Whether it's a good thing, whether it's a bad thing, whatever. Mm-hmm. But. I think we can all kind of agree to that. So that being said, if there is something that affects or plagues this thing that we hold in high esteem in society, like uh, women and whatever, all this objectification of women speech that's been going around, then it stands to reason that it would try to remedy that. Wow. 
as, as society. Mm. I think that's kind of the observation behind it. But that's kind of a good thing how they use their marketing to help their cause and, and help women in research. And I see. All that so stuff, it's so. not that men's health aren't getting enough play. It's that it's being dominated by women's health issues. Yeah, I would say that. and But that's of recent, I think, historically. I'm not like a historian of medicine or anything like that. But um, historically, I don't think women did get this much attention about women's health issues because it was seen as like a taboo right, foreign right, thing. Right, right, It was like, I mean, oh, think about women's rights. I mean, right, exactly. how recent that was, if you really think about and it. And even still, there's so many uh, sort of unanswered or open and questioned things about women's health that really haven't been addressed. Yeah. Right. So, so women, therefore, they're more front and center. Yeah, but to some degree. Right. And it's like certain things that society, society picks and chooses what they like about things, you know? And what do you mean? Well, I think there's some things that quote unquote society doesn't want to concern themselves with and finds a little like off what? color, like, Things like menstruation and, oh, for example, you know, and education of, <laughs> I see. you know, that's always been like a taboo thing. We just don't talk about it. Right. But right. <laughs> like it's a normal body function. No. Well, I mean, I mean so we don't not, we don't like, Ooh, it's so weird. But like, it's, it's a natural thing. Everybody does it. Right. Like, why are you so uncomfortable about it? So you're saying there are things we don't talk about. Oh, of course. Like menstruation. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not... Um, but maybe I'm just coming from another angle where I'm just like, that ah, doesn't phase me, whatever. But there's no. like certain things in society that's like, ooh, that's taboo about women. We don't talk about... Whoa. Like, why? That's like half the population that... You can't offend a woman. You can't suggest that no, she's... I'm not saying about offending a woman. No, no, I mean, I'm just no, saying... I'm agreeing with you. You speaking, can't... Having an open and honest conversation about, hey, society, this is what happens. That sounds exceptionally feminist to me, actually, I think. But I don't think it's feminist. I think it's humanist. I think it's just equal. Like, yeah, it's you know, like Yeah, I think it's humanist. My point to you is this. You can't, you, can't, you can't talk about a woman's menstrual cycle. Like, you can talk about her hair. You know what I mean? Like, it's, but it, even still, in, in some subcultures and pockets, like even talking about a woman's hair can be perceived as certain things. That's true. Saudi Arabia, which is in the news recently. But, yeah, for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, my point are, to you is, yeah, there's, may, may there are things... hair related, but yeah. forensically related. Anyway, there are topics we avoid in society, but yeah. you're saying about women specifically. Oh, yeah, we like pick and choose. So what, what's an example of something we really talk about? Uh, Hip-to-waist ratio. Oh, man, yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, which I think has some seeds of truth from evolutionary biology standpoint, but even to the point where we have things that have been altered to fulfill that need and desire for whatever reason, like Kim Kardashian, for example, her hip to waist ratio is ridiculous only because it's been a fat transfer mixed with some working out. Not because that's a normal right. quote unquote female image right. that will be seen right in the wild of society. You know, that's a, but I think that's now, a captivity kind of thing, but weird exception. Now with social media, dude, what you just described is so much more, What's yes, the word? Prevalent? It's more prevalent, but I think in, because it's more in people's faces. And I think there is pressure for a certain body type uh, for men and women, but more so I think the pressure is there for women. Way more for women. Way more for women. Way, for it's sure. not even in the same stratosphere. For sure. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. But um, there certainly is pressure. And yeah, it's not, it's not natural at all. But do you think that maybe 
we're setting like, up the younger generation for failure. Oh, for, for sure. Like if the, you, you create the standard of a human aesthetically that requires 20 surgeries to be reached, which I think those cosmetic and elective procedures have their place, but there are certain people that almost everybody universally that we hold to a high esteem uh, socially or as celebrity status has had some form of reconstructive or plastic yeah. surgery or altering right. surgery from their original physique and image. That's absolutely right. So what we're doing is we're holding things to an even more unrealistic plane of perfection, right? Because if you look at like sculptors like David, for example, the, you know, the David scar uh, sculpture. Yeah, sure. Me, of course. That was like the perfect physique, right? Yeah. At that time, that was what was seen, esteemed as perfect. But now if you look at a perfect physique, what would it look like now? It looks so much more ridiculous and unrealistic. And even still, that was... Oh, you mean like the just the buff nature of it? Yeah. Yeah, I see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And well, we're doing the same thing with women in terms of proportions and sizes of things that historically have not been done before. So you keep like, I don't know, where's it going to end? Where? And how augmented do you have to become for the only reason of... of aesthetic pleasure i don't know because what you're doing is you're moving the ideal even further away from what's attainable for the average person but you're not only doing that you're parading everybody else who's above you physically in front of you as well like you might be a a 14 year old girl at home who feels like she's ugly because a lot of the people in her middle school feel prettier, feel feel prettier to her. On top of that, she's also worried about how the image is changing subconsciously. Like subconsciously, she realizes, like, oh wow, I'm so below the standard. Like both things happen. Yeah, that's fair to say. How do you if how do you how do how do we help the next generation get through that? Like that's really sad. I think it comes down to honestly, I don't know how you can do that on a massive scale, but on a micro scale. Yeah, on a, a micro scale, a sure. Swing of, of what kind of. If you had a daughter, people today. were going to be as parents. Yeah. Not to say that I'm having kids tomorrow, but I think that's part of the roles of being a parent. Eventually, becoming a parent is to be a shepherd of how you're going to navigate the world of all its pitfalls and what knowledge you've accumulated to share. Right. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. As it, our generation starts to have kids, maybe we should start saying, hey, as they're getting older and transitioning into puberty and becoming of age and figuring out who they are, this is all bullshit. Don't hold this to the standard because it's empty. You know? And you know, you can say that, but to an impressionable teenager, how does he or she you internalize show them something that? cooler, something of value, you spin it. You instill different things to them instead of maybe... Uh, plopping them in front of like the TV to watch the Kardashians or some shit. I don't know. You take them out to, I don't know, carve a pumpkin or some shit. Get involved. <laughs> get a good skill. Learn something. Learn how to hold a sharp tool so you don't hurt right. yourself. Learn self-love. Yeah. Learn to love yourself. That's the only way through that. Yeah, of course. You the, have the some worth inherently because you're human, so you know, do something with it. The problem is, is that humans are incredibly tribal. Yeah. And that's we, fair to say. We, that's just evolutionarily speaking, that's how we evolved. We evolved in packs, right? If you were outside the pack, 
when we were hunter gatherers. Yeah, that's why everyone you die, you that just we get perceive murdered. as famous, as yeah. strong, as distinguished, or whatever. That's they're right. seen as being above the pack. Correct. You'd get eaten by a hyena because you wouldn't have the protection of your peers. Yeah, but I think you should show the stupidity of it because when you're Kim Kardashian, you don't know how to do something like change a tire. Chances are, taking a selfie or learning how to change a tire, you'll probably need to learn how to change a tire at some point and do that well, stu- in life. Stupidity aside, yeah, I agree. Agree. Like, it's just a skill you got to have, right? Equip yourself. Because Kim Kardashian I has, agree. like, three other camera cars around her, and some guy's going to jump out and change the tire, and I absolutely agree. Filming. But regardless of that, humans are tribal. Like, we, we want to gravitate sure. towards the pack. And when you are a... I don't know what the age group is. When you're an adolescent boy or girl, mm-hmm. and you have grown up... We didn't grow up with this, dude. Like... That's the chasm. Like, self-loathing millennials, like, the reason why that's a thing is because really the truth is, is that, like, we're in the middle. Like, when we were kids, we didn't have Instagram. Like, Facebook... That's true. Facebook yeah. wasn't prevalent on AIM, when you bro. and I were... Dude... I love AIM. Do you understand, like, instant messaging, if you go to a kid who's, like, 14... Like, yeah. Do you know what instant messaging is? You're like, no. You mean, no, like, iMessage? Is that short for iMessage? Yeah. Like, people... like. There was a whole age of the internet that we witnessed. That's true. Like, do you remember early Twitter? Dude, early oh, yeah. early Twitter was the bomb. Like early before Twitter, the trolls. Yeah, MySpace. Before MySpace all that music yeah. shit. No, like, MySpace early out was dope. MySpace was cool. Like it all LimeWire happened. Like Lime, CD players uh, happened. Yeah, fucking, man. Uh, what was the one with the bear? There were so many of them. Morpheus. Morpheus. We went through Napster, Super Nintendo. Napster, like we went through. LimeWire. Yeah, dude. We went through the early years, man. We we saw dial-up AOL. Like these kids today, they don't know what AOL is. They don't know what a three and a half inch floppy is, right? My point to you is. You and I look at it and we're like, well, yeah, it's stupid. Just be above stupid. Like, who cares? But an adolescent doesn't have the emotional maturity to get that. And so you can be a great parent. And we are talking about how you can, if you're out there and you're listening, what you can do to better parent, we, you know, we can talk about that. But we also need to first realize like the DNA of an adolescent child is just not wired for that sort of exposure. For all that shit. It's not ready for that. No, no way. No way. As There's humans. so much information inundation that I don't think it's, yeah. As humans, like, we are not ready for that kind of thing. It's like opening Pandora's box to a kid and being like, here's everything the humans know. Let me, let me tell you here's something. Here's an iPad. <laughs> this is a true story. I want you to listen to this. True story. Yesterday, I was in New Jersey visiting my best friend. But they should be helped to be navigated through that. That's where the parenting comes in. Listen, this is going to blow you away. True okay. story. I was in Jersey. I was seeing my best friend. He has a kid who's five and a half. She's a sweet girl. We were mm-hmm. playing a little memory game where you ha- basically had 12 chips or maybe 16. Right, right. And you got to like flip them and two of them match or something. One of them matches and you move your piece. Okay. And then once you essentially uncover all 12 in your head, you're unstoppable because you just right. pick the right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was me, my buddy and his daughter. We were playing the game. So the first three or four turns around... I got a few, Sam, my buddy got a few, Aviv, the daughter got a few, and we were neck to neck. Mm -hmm. They were, you know, I was impressed with him. I made a move. I guessed right on one. It was a competitive match. Right. Because numbers wise, we hadn't uncovered all of the chips. Right. Okay. The moment we uncovered all of the chips, Aviv became unstoppable. Mm -hmm. She knew every single pod by memory and was able to just dominate and just pass mm-hmm. all of us 
to the point where I was like, if I move things around, do you think you can get it? She's like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Right. My point to you is that this man is an anesthesiologist. Like he's, you know, he's a smart individual, Mm -hmm. you know, me who's an idiot and and a little girl. Yeah. Dude, their brains are so pristine and so beautiful that that's child's play. Literally child's play. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Think about that, dude. Our brains, this, this is not, this is not a coal miner. This man, you know, he's a doctor. He's, you know, he's intelligent. Yeah. That's that's the kid's brain, man. They learn things so much quicker. How do you? That's why kids can learn languages like no problem. As an adult, good luck trying to learn language. But think about how how clear their minds are. And what you do is you open their mind to. They can pattern and print anything and burn it into their brain as kids. And they open their and they open their mind to just craziness. Yeah. And I just think that at the end of the day, the future of social media is not going to be what it is today. Like it's not going to be. There should be an age limit to entry in social media. No, no, because that goes against free market values. That I can't. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I still think, though, as an adult now, there's some... at So, my parents didn't know shit about the internet. Neither and, did mine. Neither do yeah, mine, by the way. Ne- yeah, still mine. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. On it. We're on the same page, yeah. Um, but um, I got a computer at, like, five years old. Gateway. Uh, Compaq, Compaq, bro. Compaq was it, was it blue? Was it blue? No, 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 no. It was a Rosario. It was, just, it was a Compaq yep. Rosario. Yep. And it was just yep. that... It was pretty compact. Fucking yep. no, it was massive. No, no, but for, for back then they had the little shells. It was uh, yeah. no, it was a full tower. It was that white plastic that turns yellow after like five years. Yeah, and it wasn't, oh pla- dude. God. It wasn't even plastic. Whatever the hell it was, it was like you can bend it. No, no, it was plastic. No, dude, it, it was, was like an office machine, bro. It. Uh, don't think about a different like machine. Six grand back in the day for it. Six grand. Yeah, this thing was like a. Two beef, gigs of RAM, like maybe beef, a gig. Not even a gig of RAM, dude. A gig of RAM, you're like five twelve if you're lucky. Then, way wow. before that. How big was the monitor? Oh, it was huge. It was one of those tubes. Yeah. It was like a twenty, like with the slope. I, oh yeah, there's a curved tube. But I was gonna say twenty two inches, but probably twenty two inches was the whole box, and the screen was probably like twelve. You know? No way. Yeah. That's dope as shit. And then <laughs> I got internet with it. Five years old. Like somehow my yeah. dad like knew an electrician in the city. Dial up. Somebody at like fucking the phone company, all this crazy shit. We got internet. I think we were like one of the first houses to get it. Dial my up. dad wanted me to be like hip on it. Like he's like, this is going to be the future. Like he's like fax machines was like his like going from telex to fax machines. He knew that that was going to be the future for a bit. And now he's like, this is going to be the future. So he like wanted me to get in on it. Nice. And he paid like extra for like computer classes and stuff. Nice. And he got uh, you like a tutor? Yeah. No way. It was to a- your house? No, 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 no. It was like a computer class thing that I went to. No way. Like, like after, at a school. After kindergarten, like first grade and shit. No way. That's great, yeah. man. What'd you like learn? One of the youngest kids there. It was great. What'd you learn? Oh, you learned like everything. Like word processing or like? Word processing, typing properly, proper form, like basic computer stuff, moving the mouse, how to use Windows. Like Three and a half inch floppy. All, this, all that crazy yeah. shit. Floppies, yeah. like even doing some wiring. The guy built computers on the side, so... He showed us like some like stuff like hardware wise, early hardware wise, with like IDE cables, those fat ribbons, not yeah. the SATA ones that they have now. It was it was pretty cool, man. That's amazing. I learned dude. quite a bit like that. You were in first grade. Yeah, I was like 
so young. It was unreal. And um, yeah. So wow. that's kind of where my nerd side came in. So like my dad was cool and fostered that in me, right? And it's so helpful now because everyone's like, yeah, my mom, like, it's kind of okay, but I have like the reputation of like fix everything for the yeah. family. So yeah, it's yeah. like, Ugh, okay, fine. Yeah. But there's, yeah. It's that's cool, fun. man. That's a great story, man. That's a great story. Um, all right. So we agree then that it's it's just awful. But then, you know, we weren't thinking about talk, talking about this topic, but while we're here, let's just yeah, get into it. The duality of social media. All right. So like just me and you now, like as adults, mm. like we understand that the young kids, they're, they're starting. Doesn't that feel weird to say the young kids? I, I feel like a young kid still, don't you? But dude, I just explained to you that there was a whole other era that existed 15 years prior before any one of them was born like yeah at some point you just got to man up to the fact that like you know shit, like dude. you just got it dude so it's weird man it happens and for you you have like two or three years before it really sets in because i'm two years older than you in about like two years you're gonna start feeling like i told you a story about the guy wearing the shirt with year of uh year of 2017 i thought it's a 2007 when i graduated high school oh man did i didn't tell you the story i saw some high school kids and i only knew they were high school kids they looked like they were fucking 12 bro you know i'm just saying it's but like it's, it's weird high school kids like when i was in high school i looked at a kid that was 12 and i was like you're young as shit and i still have that like uh yeah mentality but i look at them i'm like yo you guys are in high school because i saw like i'm like you're younger than my little sister whoa the age gap is yeah ridiculous yeah they were like local like football players yeah. at the mall and I was like first of all what the hell am I doing at the mall but what were you doing at the mall I was getting my sneakers bro <laughs> you're getting your kick getting those kicks kick. those, those are kicks the, they're really nice is yeah. it cork no it's just brown brown yeah I don't know if people wear brown shoes oh, I think brown what? shoes should be bigger brown shoes everybody no you've never seen a guy wear a blue suit with no a, no no not that shade of brown, brown shoe not that shade of brown. brown belt not that shit. It's like brown. every guy's go-to suit. Not on sneakers. No, on sneakers, yeah. Browns. Not you don't see brown. brown sneakers, bro. Yeah, that's true. Why don't you but see brown sneakers? Those aren't same? even brown. Those are like light brown. They're like uh Brown boots. I'm big on boots. brown boots. Boots, boots for sure. Boots. The I ones like with it. the fur. <laughs> the whole crowd was what is it? The whole boots with the uh, fur. I believe it's uh, apple bottom jeans. Boots with one. the fur. Two is uh, boots, boots with the fur. With the fur. And three, the whole is club is looking, looking at her. The whole club is looking yes. at her. Whatever happened to Flowrider, huh? A Flowrider. Whatever um, happened to that no, guy? No, he got arrested. Something happened. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I like think everybody you say is like something happened. Like Usher, what happened? To him? I don't know. Something happened. Sex scandal. <laughs> what happened Dude, to Flo definitely Rider? something happened to Usher. Can we pause right now and look it up? And then I'm just dying to know about Usher. What happened to Usher? We don't know. We'll get back to you on that. All right. Anyway, uh, what was I? Well, the, all right. Let's 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 talk about the fact that okay. So if you're if you're 12 today and you grew up with Instagram, it's a little different, right? So. That aside, the duality of social media really bothers me. Mm. Um, I hate it. I think it's shit. I think it's grandiose. I think it's awful. I think it's extraneous. I think it's hubris-oriented. I think it's self-centered. I just think it's mostly vain. I think it's 99% awful. But that 1% of the internet where it's like, if you don't have a personal brand, if you don't have a presence, if your company doesn't have a presence, if you don't demand attention on the internet, you're irrelevant. Yeah, you have to panhandle a little bit. And I don't know how to deal with that. You have to socially pan. That's what that's what, Do you social see what I'm media saying, is. Though? It's social panhandling. But John, like, 
today. It's like this is my flag. If you Look, don't, yeah, cool. you need a personal brand. That's how pe- that's how people exchange today. That's where value is provided. Like if you go to apply to a job, I know that for me and you, it's foreign, and thank God we're privileged. But if you're a college kid in 2018 and you graduate college and you apply to a job, no, I have to apply for like a million things, dude. Okay, but like it's a little different when you're out of school and you're trying to get a job for the first time in your life. No, yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. Dude, like you want to work at a nonprofit, right? Let's just say, if you don't have... As every immigrant parent would say, oh, why? I'm, you, you, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Right. I'm yeah, kidding. I'm we can talk about that because this is the self-loathing millennial podcast. But, but you see what I'm saying? Like if you don't have a personal brand, it doesn't matter what it says on your resume. Nobody cares. It's not about that anymore. It's about who do you know? You're going to tell me you're going to get a job at a Fortune 500 company without a resume, but they're going to look at your social media? I think Bullshit. I don't think your resume matters that much, man. No. I'm telling on. you, that's the world we you're live gonna in. You're going to become a fucking doctor and a possible well, doc- privileges, and you're going to be like, oh, doc- bro, just check my Instagram. You don't need to look at my different, CV. But a lot of young kids want to work in, at media companies, want to work maybe as journalists, want to. So that's their portfolio, but that's an exception. No, it's not the graphic. Ch- take a graphic designer. I'm telling you, take a graphic yeah, designer. You have to have a portfolio and then you make a CV that you send it in or you have a resume to look like a professional. Let's say not you want to work in, that just has a website. Let's that say you have stuff. a marketing degree. Yeah. Let's say you have a marketing degree. Okay. That's pretty mainstream, right? Yeah. You want to work at a marketing company, right? Yeah. So what's the marketing? Where's your portfolio? Where's your work? Yeah. What that means is you have you marketed yourself well enough to get here. That's what happens, man. Yeah, if you're marketing toilet paper, the fuck do you care about how you market people? I'm telling you, products, that's, people, or places, totally that, different. That's what moves employment today. No, I mean, there's a, there's an air of that, but I don't think so. I mean, I think it's completely ridiculous to say that you're going to get a job at a company solely based on your social media. What if you don't have a social media prefer, uh, presence? You still gonna you should be still given fair. Uh, if anything, it should give you value because it speaks to why you don't. Obviously, it depends on the industry. Obviously, yeah, it depends on the industry. But the mainstream in today's world. Like, wait, you're going to go work at Chili's. Oh, okay, send okay, this yes. application. Obviously All right, let's see your Instagram. Okay, dude, come on. No, no. When you go to Flip Burgers, no one cares how many followers you have on Instagram. Like, So where do they care? In marketing, maybe? Marketing. And that's about it. And in social media? Companies. Okay, let's take finance. You're not going to be enough. a financial advisor, and they're going to be like, oh, bro, you don't have an Instagram? What do you, what do you think you're going to work here? Do you think you can be a financial advisor without Instagram today? Yeah, sure. No, man. No. See, that, sure that's where I wholeheartedly disagree. Sure you can. Dude, I know financial advisors. I used to work in that industry. Everyone who's not on social media is destroyed. They're out of the industry. The only ones who've made it are the ones who are selling insurance online. Yeah. That's it. No, no. Do you think they go to networking events now? No, dude? you could be a fucking, you could be a great person in marketing without social media, dude. I don't agree, man. Totally. It is irrelevant to your skills. I think it's a necessary skill. I really do. I, really I think do. it's a thing to have in your toolkit, but I don't think it's necessary. I really don't. Oh, bro. Oh, you're, you didn't Instagram your cat, dude? What are you, how, how are you, how are my stock's going to do if you're not Instagramming cats right now, dude? Uh, it's bullshit. I'm not going to you for financial okay. advice. Fine. Fair enough. If you go to your stock, well, if you have a stockbroker. Yeah. But I mean, what kind <laughs> do of. Do stockbrokers still exist? Oh, for if you're balling, they do. Why? Why do you need a stockbroker? Because they fucking manage that shit for you, man. So does every online company in the universe. I don't get it. Wait, I really don't get it. Oh, bro, that's a whole nother conversation. Of another I'm podcast. curious. Stockbrokers exist. You call a guy to buy stock now? Still? Yeah. Really? You got people to handle it for you? Yeah. His job is to purchase stocks on your behalf. Yeah, and manage it. Okay, not a money manager. I, 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 no, no, he does stocks. 
not money. Not a financial advisor. Not, not a financial a, advisor. Not stock an invest, guy. a stock guy, a yeah, dedicated sure. guy who just buys stock and sells stock on your behalf and yeah. takes a cut. Yeah. Why? I truly don't get it. Why the, you think I'm going to sit here and concern myself every day with, oh, is this up, is this down? Whatever. I got a guy to tell me that. You're going to trust that fucking moron? You're smarter than him. I can look up if I want to. I could check up on him. I can look at the books anytime. I can log into the account, see what's going down. Do you have a guy? You got a guy. You got to have a guy. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you got a guy. Bro, <laughs> I got so much other shit I'm dealing with. You think I sit there and like, I'm like, oh, geez. Oh, All right, Activision so Blizzard went down from like almost 80 to 69. Well, that's actually, I mean, I did do that. But like, <laughs> I mean, you know. All right. So take me through it. You have a guy and you give him a Ooh, budget. You give him my whole fucking scheme right now to everybody. Why not? Fuck no. They can figure out their own plan. It's All part right. of the game of life. All right. So fair enough. We don't have, but you have a guy that, that you give some leeway to, to buy and sell on, on your behalf or do you, yeah. or you don't, you don't even have to authorize it. It'll just do it. Yeah. That's a little different. See, that's different. That's a stock guy. He's not a broker. No, but he does brokerage too. He does it all. Okay, fine. He's an investment guy. He's got a bank. He's got a fund. That's different. How is that different? Because like, it's not like in the movies where they have boiler rooms where you call. What do you think I'm you, gonna call? Yeah, yeah give me six okay. shares of uh, yeah, roast beef, what uh, quarter to... pound of salami. <laughs> yeah. That's and, how they used uh, to do oh, how's it. How's the American cheese? Oh yeah, it's only Land of Lakes. It's made from powdered milk. Oh, I don't want it. No, that's not good. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, it's like a deli it's line. It's a guy no. who has a fund. That's but different. Like, that's if, different. If he wants to do a big play, or if I'm thinking about something, I call him and I'm like, Hey, what's what's the skinny with this? What do you think? Oh, okay, yeah, okay, let's do it. All right, is this a buddy of yours? Is it someone you trust? Do you yeah. at least trust them? All right, fair enough. I hear what you're saying. That's different. That's different. That's a whole industry unto itself. I thought you meant they're just brokers so who Pajuto, just... where's it from? You know? It's like the deli. I thought you meant there's a boiler room somewhere you... where you just call yeah, to I'm get calling, stuff. I don't get I'm it. calling someone That's what I thought like, you meant. All right, fair enough. Fucking Des Moines being like, oh, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. John, uh, let me tell you, we got a great, this just landed on my desk. It's great. There's a new stock. Yeah, yeah. It's about, it uh, provides pesticides for potatoes. Are you interested? It's a great, this company's, it's fire. Yeah, it's coming in at three cents. Are you interested, sir? No, like, come on, get out of here, dude. All right, fair enough. All right, let's get back on topic. Right, where were we? Um, social media. So my point to you is this. Look, the duality bothers me. Mm. Whether or not we can agree or disagree as to the prevalence of it, but we both, we, you cannot disagree that it is vitally important in today's world. No, that's fair. If you're a, an entrepreneur, let's just say, if you're an entrepreneur sure, if in you're today's world, any kind of brand, that's a yeah, huge market. That if you're, you're an entrepreneur, out. which you know a lot of people are, you you, you need to create opportunity for I yourself. I always find it funny that entrepreneur always sounds and rhymes with manure. I just find that those Manua? two words are too close together. Do you know, that, do you know that Seinfeld episode? I, I don't think I do, no. Manua. <laughs> Manua. Manua. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. It's just, I don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. But if you're a business I don't, person... I don't think I know that episode. I'm trying to think about it. I'll show it to you later. Right, but my fine. point is, if you're look, if you're a business person in 2018, the mm -hmm. way you create opportunity for yourself is by marketing yourself. Oh, there's an aspect. And it really doesn't sure. matter what you do, what you sell. It really doesn't matter. It's just... That, that's how the world is. And the duality, that bothers me. Like, you know, I, I just think that I know it's important, but I know that a lot of it is mostly garbage. And it's all I struggle mostly with that. garbage. You just have to have a professional face, I think, in there. You don't you have do. to have a personal one. That's, that's basically how it goes. Well, I mean, you could be personal. Everyone's different. But I hear you. You could just take a personal approach. I got it. Me, personally, 
if I'm going to Snapchat like some bomb meal I cooked, why should my patients know about that? Well, how do you keep them from knowing about it? Because it's just freaking what I do on my own time is what I do on my own time. This is my personal life and that's my professional life. Now, I hear you. I totally agree. You should build a personal brand. Absolutely. I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, uh, a you professional know, brand, I sorry. just did X, Y, and Z procedure on you. By the yeah. way, oh, you like my, <laughs> I don't know. I hear you. Burgers no, I, hear I just you. grilled tonight. Like, I hear you. But who cares what I do on my own time? And, and the patients is strictly a professional level. I don't want to, I mean, I personally impact their lives and their quality of life and things like that, but I don't want to be intrusive on their life as well. So my point, my last point here is that's a non-millennial thing. Do you see what I mean? Like you and I struggle with the duality of it, but mm -hmm. most millennials don't. So most millennials, they'll become doctors. They're going to be like, Oh, let me just uh, yes. I message her and see how she's doing. Well, not that, but yes. Or he or whatever, the patient. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. My, my point to you is that we don't quite... I mean, I would maybe do it through like your office's Facebook account or whatever. Maybe. But I wouldn't maybe. do it like... Regardless. Personally, they, that's kind of weird. No, they don't that see the, No, they don't see the duality of social media. Social media is just reality. Like, you need to understand that... That's not reality. Then you, then that is somebody that's going to fail miserably. Well, think about so, it, man. Think welcome about, to the real world. Think about the what... The real world is vastly disconnected from your social media's ass. <laughs> think about where we started this conversation, right? The 12-year-old who grew up with Instagram. Don't you think that by the time she's 28, it's just going to be woven into the fabric of her life so tightly that she doesn't even know the difference? I mean, yeah, probably. It's going to happen, and it's already happening. Dude... Look, we're watching a football game now, right? A lot of these ki guys playing in the NFL were born in like 2001, 2000, 1999, like 2000. There are 18-year-olds playing this game right now. How many 18-year-olds? There's a couple. It can't be that many. Come on now. There's some 19 and 20-year-olds. Well, in the NBA, is, fine. In the NBA, there are 18-year-olds. There are 19-year-olds in the NBA. Early 20s. Jason Tatum was 19. Some guy in his early 30s yeah that's a man that just been is a man that's a man well look like, at jason tatum last testosterone's year testosterone's gonna drop like in three days yeah but he's like a the man. most yoked and in shape he's been because he's been doing this yeah. for like since he was 18 that's right together that guy will run that kid's show you're a boss you're a boston fan jason tatum last yeah. year was 19 years old yeah and he dunked on lebron in the eastern conference finals that's unbelievable so i mean think about that he dunked on lebron yeah but lebron is how old 33 it's a young man's game i mean my, your point is well taken and we can have a whole conversation Baseball is definitely not well we can have a whole debate about the ncaa and, and when yeah. you should enter the league whole other conversation my point to you is that dude these are children i might have asked you this already you think college athletes should be paid <sighs> i don't know if i ask you on the mic or, off no, the mic or whatever but i go back and forth yeah i do too i go back and forth I don't think that the college should profit the way they do on these kids. But at the same time, if you're getting a free education that's worth 45 large a year. What I'm seeing is it's kind of understood. I also don't have a lot of sympathy. I'm in the middle. Yeah, like, I don't true. have a strong opinion either way, but dude, I am somebody who has college debt. Come on, man. Like, if your college education is sticker price 65 and all you have to do is go to some, I don't know, communications classes and sociology classes and you get a free education to do My that. My question is though, 
Is that a genuine disservice, though, because the chances of that person making it professionally to the NFL are slim to none, and that their education that they've actually gotten is substandard. But whose fault is that? And it whose doesn't fault equip is that? Them. Hold on. It doesn't equip them properly as another college student would, but yet almost there's so many college students that there's nothing exceptionally marketable about all of them. Right? So is it... What I'm saying is, is it setting them up to do well? I know there's some exceptions. I have friends that have been that that played college athletics and um, didn't necessarily make it professionally, but have found fine careers afterwards. But is there a, a lack of maturity that happens there because of the athletics that takes so much time and dedication and 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 drilling and there is not cultivation of, of a person that normally happens in college. If you had no business being in that college, and I'm not generalizing, this mm-hmm. isn't racially charged, white, black, yellow, it doesn't matter, okay? If you're an athlete in- Sounding in, like Michael Jackson. Yeah, 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 my point, if you're male, woman, doesn't matter. Yep. If you have absolutely no business at being at Stanford, mm-hmm. you're not Stanford material academically. But you are a terrific lacrosse player and you end up at Duke. Let's just say, right? Let's just hypothetically speaking. And so wait, why so You're you're a high school kid with a right. with a two A GPA. My, my my confusion is you you mentioned two institutions there. So Whatever. Clear, clear that up for me. If you're at, let's say let's just say you're at Duke okay. playing lacrosse, sure. but you don't have the grades to get into Duke or Stanford or if you weren't playing lacrosse. If you weren't, okay. correct. Yeah, right. Or any Upper echelon school, not even Ivy League. Let's just mm-hmm. go upper echelon. Sure. Right? Whatever, what have you. I mean, think of the best, the finest universities that have great sports programs. Right. Ohio State, whatever it is. Right. And you're playing sports and by proxy are getting free admission to this university. Mm-hmm. And your argument is, I'm being undersold. I think that's bullshit. You're not being undersold. You're looking at the strictly monetary value yes. in that. Yes. Not necessarily. I'm not going to shed impact. a tear for you. No, but the impact on society down the line for those people. Okay, but let's take it step by step. So step one is you got to college yeah. f- for free because you're a terrific forward yeah, but at you, lacrosse. But did you actually learn anything and gain an education? So hold on. So you are now a student at Duke just like... John, who had a 3A GPA, worked his tail off in chess club, 1480 on the SAT, (laughs) five APs. You play the violin. You worked your ass off to get here. It's a viola. Let's just say, man. So you're both at Duke, right? Yeah. Can you both take the same classes? No, no way in hell. Can he register for the same classes you can register I mean, for? In theory, he can. In but theory, no he can. Schedule's gonna it, work that way. But if you wanted to take stats 101, he could take stats 101. Okay, so he's gonna take. You're gonna tell me. It's it's feasible to expect that a college athlete is going to become what? Uh, it's 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 just as I'm easy just for a college athlete to become a, a chemical engineer as it is somebody that likes chemistry and wants to become a chemical engineer. I didn't say chemical engineer. No, I'm saying all right, as a doctor. I didn't say doctor. Okay, an attorney. No, let's all just these, we're talking about college majors. Let's talk about college majors. College majors though are impacts on what you're going to do professionally for the rest of your life. So. Let's so take economics. Are they going to be equally equipped and armed in society afterwards to be 
Why not? They're contributors. They're students. They can register for the same class as you can. They have the same online but system that registers the class. Correct, Why not? But their chance of success is infinitely less. They have no time? They Zero? Have no... Bro, have you ever played college athletics? No, I played it division. Is a I played huge division fucking three. Time dump. Three division it three is basketball. Possibly the biggest time dump. More than alcohol. More than drugs. More than having sex in college. More than fucking anything else. You got to wake up at like fucking five o'clock in the morning in college, mind you, when you want to like fucking get hammered and party and do all this crazy fucking drills and training and have two a days. It's such a time dump. And you have like stupid study halls where they don't actually encourage they're supposedly they're forced by the institution because they know you don't fucking study at all because there's no time for you to study at all and it's just it's miserable dude so you're telling me no college athletes party and smash of course they do so but what i'm saying is disproportionately more they fucking have to be with the team bro and go to practice and go to a game and travel and do all this crazy shit that detracts from having a well-rested mind and body to fucking learn shit to be then a good contributing member in society 10 years down the line because you don't actually learn shit the vast majority don't. Okay, if it's if that's true that you really you don't have time to study for that same test that the nerd has time to study for, and then in turn will be your boss. Okay, fine. If that's true, so I think college athletics has a place, but right. to to what cost? Is it to a monetary cost, or is it the cost? I, of I didn't realize these people actually. I didn't realize functional contributory to society. I didn't realize that it's you. Very could, difficult for a lot of my buddies to find gainful employment that played sports. I played and then dropped out. I was like, I can't do this shit. I gotta. I, this is my. I got my eyes set on a career. This is what I want to do for my life. And I saw that this was detracting me from it, so I had to drop him. Let me ask you this: If you get to school on a, on a sports scholarship, and you drop the sport, do you have to drop out of the school? Yeah, it's part of your contract. You got to keep playing, bro. That's pretty messed up. See what I'm saying? We don't want you. We only want you if you can play for the team and get your scholarship on. So what classes do you take then? Oh, we have the football player classes. Well, not like in Alabama, but like in Penn State. What happens there's in Penn still, State? still in every level of institution, there are certain classes that inherently are set up for a certain GPA or a certain schedule and time commitment for certain other activities, whatever they may be. Like African-American studies. No, I'm not... No, I didn't say that. No, isn't that what happened in Alabama? Oh, I don't know. There was a fake class, and they called it African American Studies, and like no one went to class, and they got busted by the NCAA. Oh wow! No, I didn't. I didn't hear about that. Yeah, I thought that was going in a racial direction. No, like, not what at all. The fuck, are you saying? Not at all. No, <laughs> all right, no, no, no. There was a class I, I in Alabama that was that, that was uh, predicated so that these kids can just get a grade, and the NCAA got. Maybe that's it. an unpopular opinion, but I think at that young age, you're impressionable, and you don't understand the ramifications of it so they just don't they can't take classes no they they can but you're gonna do organic chemistry which my buddy actually managed to do this this is crazy this kid was just brilliant my buddy johnny coincidentally we have the same name he's but uh not the same skin color fun fact but he's a great kid brown man <laughs> god was he black yeah cool just get a little apprehensive there? no i'm just trying to like envision the the friendship Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to like put it Congo. together. There, see, now I have real context. Congolese, yeah. Okay, man, all right, awesome. Shit. All right, cool. Um, what's up to Johnny? Um, what's up? Did you, did you should get him to download this podcast. Maybe, or maybe when we're famous, I'll be like, no, dude. I actually, I actually think the content today has been on it's, it's on been point. Good? I don't know. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Anyway, uh, more so. It's I, our, I want uh, us to have a podcast you'd be proud of to tell your friends about. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> what friend? I don't have any friends. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I'm a loser. All right, fair enough. Um, Where was I going with this? Your friend Johnny, who was taking yeah. Orgo. So he's taking organic chemistry classes with a lab, then go to practice, then go back to study, then like sleep for two hours, then like it's just there's so much time there that it is nearly impossible to... to uh, it's to say, not be a science major and be a an athlete. There are exceptions to that, and there are people that manage to do it. But the vast majority, it's pretty difficult to do. Exponentially more difficult than it would be for just the nerd who wants to do, so then do those classes. why don't you believe they should be paid? By your logic, they absolutely should be paid. Why, why are well, you conflicted? Well, that's part of it. I think they should be paid. But then why degree. are you conflicted about it? Well, I'm conflicted to some degree about it because they also know that these are the rules and you sign that contract. No one's forcing you to do it. See, again, that's where I totally agree with you. You chose to do it. You chose to do it. And you did it because it was a sweet deal. Yeah, I guess it was a better deal than what you were at. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have done it, right? That's fair. <laughs> so, Just because I personally maybe wouldn't have done it, that doesn't mean that, it, that that's the best opportunity for somebody else. That's fair. That's fair. Maybe that was a little yeah. high and mighty of me. No, but it's fair. It's Look, you make decisions in life, and a lot of times in life, you look back on the decisions and you're like, okay, that was very not smart. But what you don't realize in, in the future when you think that mm. is that when you were in that dis- in that position, did you know it was the wrong choice deep down? Maybe. But you didn't have the context and the knowledge and the history and the experience mm-hmm. to make a different choice really. Like you were going to make that wrong decision. There's not much you could have done about it. Well, that's fair. You know what I mean? And so if this is one of those things, I think it could be worse. I mean, look, unless you're getting brain damage, I mean, that's not cool. Right, and that's a whole I mean, other thing. But that's a whole other conversation. Like, you shouldn't Did be getting... Did we talk about this already? I think we touched upon I think maybe. We, I think we touched upon But yeah. In the great words of Eminem, I didn't touch on everything except little boys. Well, speaking of... That's not a stab at Michael. Speaking of getting touched, uh, James Whitey Bulger passed away. He's, wow. Uh, that was. Yes. He's well, touched the hearts literally of a lot of people. He has touched the hearts of a lot of people. It's been a crazy week of tragedy and chaos. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, as, as, old as a Jewish, Hill game. Oh, as, as well, yes. as a Jewish person, I, you know, very sad to hear. I'm going to tell you something that I probably shouldn't tell you. Oh boy. Because it's going to make you think that Jews are crazy, but some Jews are crazy and you should know about it. Well, there's crazy people everywhere. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you about a particularly place, location, ethnicity. Gonna, my buddy was showing this. come in all shapes and sizes, just as normal people do. My buddy was showing this a guy, a rabbi from our hometown. Sure. And my, I saw my buddy. The first thing he's like, "Did you see what this rabbi so and so said?" And I was like, "Oh boy, no! Like, who gives a shit? Like, what do you have to say?" Mm. Um, and I'm not going to say his name, but there was a certain rabbi who suggested that because it was, and again, I in no way, shape, or form condone endorse or stand by this notion just because you're getting this getting yes, up I'm, i want to say that i'm hype right now is i'm is, i am is real so far yes sorry go ahead i'm so far removed from this opinion however this rabbi suggested that because there were homosexual men who were celebrating the bris of their adopted son and that the community was notoriously accepting mm. of such people that in fact perhaps they maybe had it coming. Oh, bro. Could you believe that? Someone uh, actually, a human being said that. Here's why I believe this, because similarly uh, to Hurricane Katrina, there were some evangelical Christians that were saying that that was because of uh, New Orleans and the homosexuality, and apparently there was a Pride Week uh, 
parade and all that stuff. Well, so. did they say that if you were to pray for these people, you'd, you'd be spitting in God's face? Because that's what this rabbi contends. Oh, no, no. They, I don't think they, they went to that degree, but uh, still, that's, that's pretty wicked. Those were his points. Um, that's pretty wicked. My point to you is that— uh, Question for yeah. you. What is the what what is what are I guess the qualifications to be a rabbi? What does what does that actually mean? That title I'm I'm so I hear it all the time, but I I don't okay understand it. There's, I see it as a religious leader in a community, but I don't know like what okay baggage we, comes with it. All right, let's talk about orthodoxy in Orthodox Judaism. Oh boy, we're going this far. No, no, no. let's just start with the most religious sure um, sect. Okay, obviously within Orthodox you have ultra Orthodox, which mm-hmm. is what this rabbi is, and you have. Like my family, who is very religious, but doesn't dress in black hat and doesn't have the, mm-hmm. like my mom and, you know. my What is the proper term, by the way, for the sideburn? Payas. Payas? Yes, payas. My dad doesn't, you know, my family doesn't have payas. We don't wear black hats. We don't have the shawl. Payas, plural? Payas, yeah, payas. Yeah, it's both. Yeah, it's plural. So. Yeah. He has nice payas? Is that, that, does that work or no? Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. I dig that guy's payas. Absolutely. Solid. Yeah, solid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so within orthodoxy, what you have to do to become a rabbi, and I'm sure everyone is thrilled by this conversation, but I'll, g- I'll give you the... No, I'm just wondering. <laughs> I like, know, yeah. <laughs> and then, if, does, if, uh, since you're saying in orthodoxy, I'm guessing there's a gradation in the qualifications per sort Yes. Of, okay. But it's all really the same, just less strict. So basically, it, the title is called smicha. Okay. And what that means is at some point, Moses went to Joshua and was like, hey, Josh... Mm-hmm. You've been rolling with me for 20 years. You're good. Okay. And Josh was like, all right, man, I got it. Then Josh went to the next generation. Joshua went to um, the old people, mm-hmm. as they were known. All right, old people, you've been around since Moses. You, you got can, it. You got it. And this happened for thousands of years. So basically. Like, you've been around. You know what's up. You've been studying underneath me. I trust your judgment. Fair. Okay. Someone comes to you you've for a ruling. You've reached your maturity yeah. and understanding. Okay. This yeah, is back fair. to the beginning okay. of Judaism. I got that. When when allegedly God came down and, you know, gave the book and all mm-hmm. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So today, that's what you need. You need a rabbi who was ordained by his rabbi, who was ordained by his rabbi. Oh, it's a lineage thing. It's a lineage oh, thing. Oh, okay, cool. It's absolutely. And once that rabbi tests you based on the books that you have so you to know. a little bit. But put in your place, you know, like, the volume like, of study you know stuff. Like, let's see, the volume of study is defined in order to become a rabbi. Okay. There is thousands of books, but you right. have to know 20 of them. Right. That's like the, the, uh, credentials or whatever. There's That's like the 20 minimum. books you yeah, have right. to know, like inside and out. Right. And so you go the to a requisite. Rabbi. Rabbi. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Jesus. And, it's been and, a long day. Yeah. So you're studying, you're studying in a, you know, yeshiva. Mm-hmm. So the head rabbi of that yeshiva who's ordained comes to you and he's like, are you ready to roll? And you're like, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And he pounds you, and then you get it. I gotcha. That's it. So it's like, you my boy, you know what's up now. Right. So if anyone ever questions your authority, you're like, don't talk to me. Because I learned from this guy. Talk to Big Cheese. We learned from this guy. Talk to so Big you Cheese. better watch what you're talking about, bro. Right. I'm good. I'm a made man. It. Big Cheese it. has me. I got it. That's the deal. I got it. How did we get here? I'm just wondering. Yeah, I know, but how did we get here? Oh, Rabbi. Yeah. The, this rabbi. Because you're saying this rabbi, and I was like, what, what does that what does yeah. that actually mean? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah, but if you've got some guy, the lineage of a loony, well, not to be disparaging. A lot of them are loonies. You're going to come up screwed. Well, you, they basically self-radicalize over time. Explain that, sorry. 
the rabbis who reset? no what happens is that the ultra orthodox rabbis sort of sort of insularly you know like how how like a blastocyst forms you know how like it goes inwards yeah you know like in biology right developmental yeah, yeah, yeah. biology so like that's what happens with orthodox judaism so they have like a meeting meeting of the mind yeah but like, then right. but then it just caves inward like it just self you know what i mean it just feeds upon itself so you're like hey you still believe in that you still believe in that? and right, it just gets cool deeper and deeper and until until a guy actually believes that if a jew died who's gay he deserved to die like it goes that deep so you think about that it's because the the school of thought is so insulated is it yeah it just self just demonizes to the point where you can actually and it believe happens with some brands of christianity though too it happens across all religions yeah. but all right, evangelicals yeah, some aside, Islam, some brands yeah, of everybody. Sure, everybody's got it. Sure. So anyway, it's it's been a crazy time. The pipe bombs, right? I yeah, mean, that was it was wild. Columbus Circle here at CNN. Did you get the text alert? I wasn't in New York when it happened. The best thing is with the text alert. This shit made me laugh so hard in the middle of the OR. What was the text alert? It goes. First one goes. Bomb has been cleared by like NYPD bomb squad. And who was the text from? And uh, it was like an alert, like a mass alert text. Right. And then the next one goes, please shelter in place. <laughs> I was like, should you have said shelter in place before you sent the bomb squad to defuse the bomb? Was everybody freaking out? Like, there was like a lot of talk going around. They're like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? Like, you know, what's going on? I'm sure there's some bombs went off or something. I don't know. No bombs went off. No, no, they didn't go off. Like, you know, the rumor mill starts. Wow. Talking. Yeah, it wasn't here. Yeah. So I guess the first obvious question is with the midterms coming up. Let's tackle the the ten thousand. We always do this. How big is this again got? with the gorilla? Jesus yeah. Christ! Maybe that should be our uh, logo. <laughs> addressing <laughs> the gorilla. The, addressing the obvious point is is Trump responsible in some way for the recent violence? The oh, way, geez. I mean, let's just start with loaded, loaded baked potato right there. Um, I personally, I'm starting to yawn. I don't even know if I want to get into this. Yeah, this is too deep. But this is too deep. It, that's a little tease, maybe for next episode. I can't. I can't just give me, just give me the, the, give me the two minute. I mean, we won't get into it. Just give me the two minute, probably, maybe, yes answer. And I'll- uh, probably, maybe, yes. It depends on several occasions. No, but yes, but no, but yes, but maybe. It's complicated. It's, yeah, I mean, there's so many things you could talk about. about yeah, and I don't know for sure. Well, nobody knows for sure. Yeah, nobody knows for sure. But look, let me just say this: Would stuff like this have happened if Hillary was president? Absolutely. Like you can't sit here for, with a straight face. Oh, you think they would? I think so too. Of course they would. I mean, I think so too. I think a society tensions are really high. Humans are crazy. High. If they didn't shoot the up a tension and anger that people have in society, just yeah, generally it's, and it's bad. And right. Like just man, malignant. Yeah. It's high. And I catch myself doing it all the time. Like why? No, stop that. Like, you know, if you go home, there's gonna be water at the faucet. Like you're good, bro. Like right. relax. Exactly. Like, right. There's so many other things that, like, in life, could complicate things. And the hatred would be there if Hillary was president, and and it just would have manifested differently. Like I believe that. Like yeah, I think so as well. Th- this whole thing that just because it's Trump's, no. No, I, I I think that yeah, for sure, for sure, people need to lash out, and um, we don't do that in society. There's no outlet for that. No acceptable outlet. You know, there's a thing that Paula was telling me about. Mm. You can actually go to like a junkyard and they'll give you a bat wrapped in like chain 
yeah like a you know like yeah. a body shop and junker just, and they just let you go to town and you pay like it's like 25 bucks an hour or whatever and you just you pay to do work for them yeah no no dude you just you wreck shit for like 40 minutes you just go there and you just you get exhausted you just demolish there's some value you in. break windshields you're, you're throwing transmitters across the lot i mean it's there's some value in getting it out Dude, you just go ham. Evolutionarily, we're not like these cerebral creatures. Still, we're part fucking ape. Like we need to like, <laughs> like go crazy at some point. Like get it out. No, you need to go full silverback for like thirty five minutes. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I think part go. of it, our brain needs that. I think really, we I do agree. need that. There's something with endorphins and I agree. just the getting it out and getting a good sweat and just. I agree. To that. I agree. And anyway, this is a real thing. And if it's not a, if if it's not bigger than I think it is, like if uh, hopefully there are more than one there's more than one person that does this because it's a great idea. Mm. But uh, I, look, my point is is that it's not all Trump's fault. Of course not. The problem isn't that it's it, it is or it isn't Trump's fault. The problem is that amplifying something like this. That's something that Hillary would not have done. And it's not a Democratic or or, or Republican position. That's just no. That's fair. That's really the truth. That's fair. Amplifying amplifying terrible things is bad, and I think that's where we draw the line. Where it's past politics. Oh yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the unconventionalness to what we've seen uh, from president is unreal. Uh, I think that's just an objective thing. Yeah, I mean that's it's so unconventional. It's unbelievable. I can live with all that. Like, it's not just, really? no, not really, not really. I can't live with it, uh, but I, I could live with it if he didn't amplify terrible things and use it to objectify and electrify his base. That That's, that's where I, I just can't deal with his it. His whole base and platform is cheerleading. But dude, like he uses it as an opportunity to attack the media. Like, you know, when you live in a world where the leader of the free world basically He's uses shit to you because you're talking shit about him from a tragedy no less man this isn't yeah. wednesday afternoon this is people were murdered and he used it as an opportunity what, what, did, what, what did he actually say i don't know he said okay what happened was he went on wednesday night to what we call a shiva call okay, to yeah, like yeah. see the, the families yeah, and yeah. visit the temple yeah. and there was protesters a couple blocks we're talking about the jews yeah. Okay. There was Jewish and non-Jewish protesters. Okay. Three or four blocks away where they were barricaded. And there it was reported as protests, which it was. Okay. Now, for the photo op, they didn't look like the protesters were there because they were cut off so that they could have the photo op, but three blocks that way, there was a protest. Okay. And he basically denied the fact that there was a protest. And he said that the fake media reported it and it's not real and it's all BS. And the real enemy of the people is the media. Like, that was his well, message. Is, there is seeds of truth to that. No, there isn't, man. You, you think the media is altruistic and genuinely cares about you? They're not the enemy of the people. 